Today's reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 11. You are to imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Now I commend you for remembering me in everything and for maintaining the traditions just as I pass them on to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. And every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, for it is just as if her head were shaved. If a woman does not cover her head, she should have her hair cut off. And if it is shameful for a woman to have her hair cut or shaved off, she should cover her head. A man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of man. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. For this reason a woman ought to have a sign of authority on her head because of the angels. In the Lord, however, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For just as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. But everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Doesn't nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him, but that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory, for long hair is given to her as a covering. If anyone is inclined to dispute this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. In the following instructions, I have no praise to offer, because your gatherings do more harm than good. First of all, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. And, indeed, there must be differences among you to show which of you are approved. Now then, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For as you eat, each of you goes ahead without sharing his meal. While one remains hungry, another gets drunk. Don't you have your own homes in which to eat and drink? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What can I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? No, I will not. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Each one must examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats or drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. Now if we judged ourselves properly, we would not come under judgment. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. So, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, he should eat at home, so that when you come together, it will not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give instructions about the remaining matters. This is God's word. Paul seems to have finished addressing the questions and matters that the Corinthians had written to him about, and here in chapter 11, he moved on to things he was concerned about within the church. 
Generally speaking, Paul was concerned with how chaotic the worship services of the Corinthian church were. Starting here in 1 Corinthians 11 and continuing through 1 Corinthians 14, Paul instructed the Corinthians about aspects of their worship that were not glorifying to God. In today's chapter, 1 Corinthians 11, Paul addressed two problem areas. They are, one, how women worship, that's verses 1 through 16, and number two, how the entire church practiced the Lord's Supper, that's verses 17 through 34. When this chapter was written, it was customary for women, in the Roman world at least, to cover their heads as a symbol of submission to their husbands. But it was also becoming fashionable for women in that culture not to submit to their husbands and to show their lack of submission by not wearing a head covering. In verses 2 through 16, Paul rebuked some of the wives in Corinth who had stopped wearing head coverings. Although women were and are equal to men in their importance to God and their position before God in Christ, on this earth, God commands women who are married to live in submission to their husbands. Verse 3 explained that Christ the Son of God, was in submission to God the Father. Although he is equal with the Father in every way, he functions in submission to the Father in everything. Likewise, wives should live in submission to their husbands. Shedding the symbol of that submission in the worship service was improper, according to verses 13 through 16. So married women in the church should show their proper relationship to their husbands by covering their heads in the worship service. This was the first of two ways in which the Corinthians needed to straighten out their worship services. The second way in which they needed to bring order to their worship services is in their practice of the Lord's Supper. We saw that in verses 17 through 34. The Lord's Supper was practiced as part of a full meal that the church shared together. The church met on Sunday as we do, but unlike our culture, Sunday was a typical workday, so the church gathering happened at night after everyone was finished working. The wealthier members of their church could arrive earlier than the more common workers and slaves in their church family could. The Corinthians were not waiting for the whole church to be gathered before they started the meal and the Lord's Supper observance. Instead, people would arrive and start eating and drinking. By the time those who were poorer arrived, the food was gone, and many people who had been there were drunk, according to verses 20 through 21. Paul rebuked the Corinthians for this practice in verse 22, then instructed them again about how the Lord's Supper began in the church. That's verses 23 through 25. The Lord's Supper is a sacred act of worship, according to verse 27. So it should be observed in a way that unifies the body, according to verses 18 and 19 and verse 22. And also it should be observed in a way that is reverent, according to verses 27 through 34. When we come together to worship on Sunday, do you prepare yourself well? I don't mean getting your best Sunday clothes together the night before. I mean, do you think about your relationships and whether they're glorifying to God, as we see in verses 2 through 16? And do you think about how to unify the body of Christ? and how to show favor to the disfavored in this world. That's verses 21 through 22. Do you take time to examine yourself and your life and come before the Lord in a reverent and worshipful way, as verses 27 and 28 describe? I hope then this passage gives us some things to think about when we prepare for our Sunday worship. That we don't just show up and casually go about our business, but that we actually do view it as an act of worship to the Lord, even when we don't observe the Lord's Supper, that we prepare ourselves to enter the Lord's presence 
in a special way, and that we are kind and good to the entire body of Christ for the glory of God. And I hope this helps you to think about that the next time we gather for worship. If you like these devotionals and haven't received them in your email yet, let me encourage you to sign up to receive them in your email every morning by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. You can also support this work financially by going to dailypbj.com slash support. Finally, you can help me grow my audience and edify other believers by sharing this message on whatever platform you're using it on. I would appreciate your support in one or more of these ways. I hope you have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you next time.